exciting is that there's so much variety in the type of creativity and you actually are successful content. Your content is richer when there's diversity in the content. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the Influence Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory. Today with me, joining Inca Taiwo Peters product creators at Shopify. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Really excited uh, to be on here. I'm a fan of, of the podcast and I'm excited to chat about some creator stuff. Fantastic. First of all, uh, how are you? How this uh, new week started for you? You know, the week is, is just active. It's busy as usual. The weather is changing and just coming off of some travel. I was at Vid Summit last week, so really excited to be heads down with the team uh, this week. Fantastic. And I will ask you more about this summit. I'm really curious to, to know how I, go, uh, I went. But uh, first of all, uh, who are you? Uh, can you tell us a bit, a bit more about you know, your background uh, and also how and why did you get into this industry? Yeah, I would love to share. Um, I would say my career has been quite dynamic. Um, I started off um, my product journey in consulting before moving over to big tech and really working on video platforms like YouTube and TikTok. And I am a builder at heart. So really being in the product role where I'm like a quarterback and a captain for several different experts that are building for creators um, has been quite a privilege. I got into this um, creator space when I was um, working with the YouTube ads team um, a few years ago, and we started working with influencers before we started calling them creators back then with the acquisition of Famebit. So that was a very early foray into the creator space. And then most recently, um, I was at TikTok building a different creator economy solutions, including the creator fund. And now at Shopify, uh, working with an amazing team of people to make commerce better for creators uh, because we do know the future of, of entrepreneurship really lies with creators. So excited. And this, the fun fact is there's still a lot to build. We've not even, we've not even done, I think, 20% of what we need to do here with creators. Totally. And it's funny when it's about Famebit because I've been also in this industry for a long time. And I do remember mm -hmm. that it's been one of the first platforms. It was still in the infancy of that. And I do remember when, you know, it was a boat. And uh, yeah, it, you know, thanks for that. It was a throwback, like, you know, back in the <laughs> infancy of the creator right. economy. That, that, that name, yes, uh, you know, the, you know uh, got in my mind. And uh, that, 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 that's amazing. So I'm pretty sure that you uh, have been seeing, uh, you know, uh, changing and evolving right uh, a lot in the in the in the past years and uh, you know uh, you know we can also get more in the in details there but uh, what what are some maybe in your opinion like you know some of the main uh, changes and evolutions that have you been seeing in the in the past years is there anything that uh, uh, again excited you uh, you know lately or or anything that you saw changing a lot that you were not expecting maybe yeah i think um some of the changes that has been really happening um, on several dimensions, I would say really starts with creators themselves. Creators, I feel like you cannot figure them out 100%. The minute you think you figured out creators, the minute someone comes to defy the odds. So if you think about uh, the way creators, I think, continue to be so innovative in the types of content they make, like think about Kabilam, for example. He made a lot mm -hmm. of content without saying a word. You think about some creators who live with certain disabilities but continue to wow you with the way they live their day-to-day -day lives. So I would say just the level of creativity continues to grow. The second thing I've also seen is around monetization. 
creators are now very eager to be independent and to be sustainable in the way that they fund their creativity with the rise of many creators deciding to become full-time um you know creators uh leaving their paid employment they are now looking for ways beyond the traditional ways of monetizing to build a business around their creator uh, around their creativity and then the third one is i know we've talked a lot about short form content um in in the space and um having worked at one of the larger you know short form dominated platforms what i think i've also seen is even outside of the content space a lot of tech apps platforms they now design their their ex ui as if you were a content platform you'll notice even when i'm just on like maybe a news feed they're all like vertical they're video oriented so it's very interesting to see how the formats that content creators have pushed forward on content platforms even influence other sorts of tech solutions or i would say digital solutions that we are consuming so those are some of the trends that um i would say that i'm really watching but i always think of creators first and foremost in terms of the type of uh, content that they're putting out yeah I, and i really agree with you when you said about the vertical content that uh, content creators really influenced everything else right you are totally right even news feed and uh, other type of apps that maybe started horizontal, they became vertical. And even the way we think, I, I found myself, I don't know if that happens to you, but even when I just record things, uh, it's been, I think, ages that I don't record horizontal anymore. I just do the majority of things vertical, right? Because uh, even if you really want still to record horizontally, your brain sometimes is worried in a way that, but, you know, I'm going to post this online. So it's going to be better unless I don't do like, you know, maybe YouTube vlogging. You know, I'm going to post it vertical. So does it happen to you also sometimes or do you still oh, yeah. do vertical or horizontal? Yeah. Every time someone gets my foot, I'm like, just keep it straight. And they turn it. I'm like, <laughs> no, don't turn it. I know it, turning it may be better for video, but where I'm going to share it is I want to make content with it. And where I'm sharing it is optimized for vertical. So keep it vertical. So you're so right. Uh, that's funny. I can see sometimes like, you know, when I, I'm around like, you know, in New York and you can see people asking for a picture, you're totally right. Some people are like different generations. So you can see that they start with the horizontal. You can see on the other side, be like, no, please just like, you know, <laughs> turn it vertical uh, for, for the content. And so, so you said, you know, we're talking about quickly about the short form videos and, you know, and YouTube and, and TikTok and so on. But now, now we are in, in Shopify, right? And Shopify started mostly uh, back in the days for, physical merch and then after that you know it really got into so much more digital items uh, and we're gonna also talk more later uh, and so on but uh, um, even even before like you know getting more about what uh, what you're doing to Shopify and what Shopify is doing also for content creators uh, I'm curious you know you mentioned that before bit summit right I wasn't there uh, unfortunately at this time so I'm curious to to see uh, from you also what uh, what happened there right but I saw some pictures I think also you posted something about the the link pop track that is uh, mm -hmm. this service. So, so first of all, what is link pop and what did you, I saw a lot of pictures online. So I'm curious to know more about the activation there. Yeah, ah, it was, it was amazing. It was out in LA and good weather too. Um, link pop is a link and bio solution. You can think about it as like a very simple landing page, but Shopify, well, we've actually evolved link pop to be or a landing page or a link and buy it to be in the form of link pop is like a very simple storefront. Think about like a shoppable link and buy So one of the differences between like link pop and some other alternatives is you can actually buy something right on the link pop page and you can, you can check out right there. Right. So the, 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 the summit, we 
thanks to the Shopify brand team, there was a truck, a popsicle truck, which uh, was branded around Link Pop. So think about it, pop at the end of Link and pop at the beginning of Popsicles. So it was Link Pop Popsicles. Um, and they were all in the you know imagery of different creators. So we had a Mr. Beast coconut flavored Popsicle and there was even a Roman Asai guava flavored Popsicle. And it was really great to see like, you know, the creators have so much pride about popsicles made in their own image and people coming up to the truck to also ask for those popsicles. But it's, it was really a way to draw attention to Link Pop, right? For a lot of creators that you mentioned, they can come to Shopify to sell merch. You can become an affiliate through the newly uh, launched collabs uh, solution that we launched for creators to match your brand. And you can also sell digital products or sell physical products, other physical products that may not be merged on Shopify. And all of that can come through your link pop, link in bio, which allows you to put links, allows you to put your product, and also allows you to put like your media, like a YouTube video or like um, like a, or, or like any other type of like content that you want to like embed right in there. So Vitsumi was, I think, was a great activation for us at Shopify, but most importantly, it was also a, a good way to have a, in real life connections with creators, especially knowing that we're just coming off of this 100% virtual digital era with the pandemic. So it was one of the first opportunities to reconnect uh, with creators in person. Amazing. Yeah, I didn't understand that it was like with the face of like, you know, famous uh, uh, content creators. That, that's actually yeah. fun. Like, you know, you, <laughs> that's, yeah. that's, that's a nice idea. I can imagine the, the lines of people to get that, you know, and taking pictures and, uh, mm -hmm. and uh, that's, uh, that, that's nice, especially, you know, like, you know, under the, you know, uh, good LA weather. Uh, it helps, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> to have a popsicle, you know, with you during an event, right? And so you, you already mentioned that before also, uh, a little bit now, but I would like to go more in details, right? When it comes to content distribution and, and monetization, right? For, for content creators. So you already did that, uh, said that a little bit, but can you maybe uh, tell to the audience uh, a bit more about how content creators nowadays, right? can actually, uh, first of all, monetize, right? And also if you noticed by any chance that any of these influencers and content creators starting either their own companies, right? So thanks to, for example, Shopify, uh, if you saw an increase there, if you saw an increase in terms of like maybe co-branding, collaboration, right? So we're, personally, I've seen that, like, you know, going from merely promoting third party to owning, but uh, can, you, mm -hmm. can you tell us more? Do you have any insights there or even just something that you noticed lately? Yeah, um, I would say that there are two things I've noticed is one, um, creators are more agency and they're more empowered to speak up in the way they monetize and in the way they even collaborate with brands. So the second one would be, we are also seeing a lot of support, especially coming from not only Shopify, but from startup services, allow creators to monetize and to distribute um, even more efficiently. So if we had to think about the first part, um, now, if, if, you, if you went back like a few years ago, brands would dictate almost everything a creator should do, right? Down to if they are just making content, whether it's sponsored content, or if they had been an affiliate for them, they tell them what you should wear, what you should say, how you should look. But what we are finding now is that like creators actually are seeking more ownership and more control in the way that they manifest their creativity. And even if it's for monetizing for a brand and collaboration is also really exciting. I think what we've been seeing is when brands come to collaborate with creators, they are now giving creators the agency to be like, tell us what you want to do. Because if I am, let's say, for example, 
I am a home DIY creator and there is a furniture brand coming to partner with me. The brands are now realizing that letting the creator actually shape the design of the product or shape the messaging and, and branding around the project makes it more authentic and genuine to the character, to the, to the creator's image and actually benefits the brand in, in exchange. Because if a creator can stay true to themselves, then their audience and their following would actually trust them more, which in turn helps with the brand, right? So I know I'm saying a lot of brand, but a lot of the ways creators are monetizing today is still brand creator related. What you do see, though, is that there are some creators who are venturing out on their own to start their own businesses. And that's something I really love. So one of the creators I follow is like Jackie Ina. She is a beauty, um, I would say, back in the day, we called them beauty YouTube influencers. Um, but now she's a creator and she even has different creator channels. So she has one that is just a regular makeup. She has one that is about her lifestyle, where she lives lavishly. And she even has a big, I would say, fragrance brand now around the candles and she's really branding that independently of herself but before she created this independent you know candle brand she already did several collaborations and now what you can see is that now you're trending towards ownership creators feel like they can actually independently make businesses or products by themselves without necessarily having a brand to support and um, this then connects to the second thing around the way that uh, creators are monetizing these days is thanks to a lot of startups by creators for creators have emerged. So now you see there are some startups that help creators to do white glove, um, white glove production. There, there are startups which are financing creators. There are startups that are actually licensing content saying, oh, we're going to get rights to your content for the next five years. Everything you've made and everything you would make. Like, that sounds like ridiculous like i don't know if actors and actresses are getting people saying all of the films you're gonna make in the next five years but content creators are getting that and what that is enabling creators to do is to even take bigger steps bigger lists to have ownership of their own businesses and the ways that they monetize that is not necessarily dependent on a brand sponsorship and that also gives them agency to have more control in the way that they are monetizing their audience today so Really super excited about how all of these things are emerging and also excited to see how we Shopify are enabling creators to get onto commerce much easier and also enabling creators to have different ways of monetizing through commerce so that it can really ac accomplish that ownership goal that many creators have for themselves. Interesting. And and uh, you also, you know, uh, I think mentioned when we had like, you know, uh, just a sort of like, you know, knowing each other and, uh, and more about Shopify. You also told me that you have been seeing a sort of increase in, in selling also digital uh, products, right? We have been seeing a lot yeah. of people that are selling courses, uh, membership and so on. How, uh, first of all, is Shopify helping in that? And also, how do you see it in the next future? Do you think it's something that's going to be there? Is something that you can have in addition to physical product? Can you also just make money out of digital items? independent of what, what do you think about, about that? Yeah, uh, I think that the way that creators are, you know, monetizing is not the same as the way non-creator is monetizing. So let's take digital products, for example. Mm -hmm. Digital products have a much better ease of distribution, right? Like someone buying a digital product doesn't have to think about like, how many days is it going to get to me? Um, what's my address? They can just consume that online. And then on the production standpoint, 
you can say that like the overhead is minimal because you don't, as a merchant, you don't have, or a creator, you don't have to go pack the product, go to the shipping place or expect someone to come pick it up. So it tends to be in the nature of the way content creators make their content digitally. Um, it's, it tends to be an entry point into goods uh, or products that creators are selling. So digital products is actually very crit critical for the way a lot of creators monetize. Just um, from even talking to several creators last week, almost all of them were selling some form of digital products. You've either sold the preset, you've sold the template, someone in your video is asking you like, oh, I like the way you designed your house. So they will do like a virtual decoration plan for them. And then courses, which are, yes, I hire lift, but people are willing to pay to learn and creators are really the stakeholders of knowledge. So yes, we are seeing an increase in the adoption of digital products, not just with creators, but other people as well. But creators particularly tend to over-index on digital products than other non-creators. Shopify, Shopify really is a platform. And to me, that's the beauty of it. I actually, as been, I've been selling on Shopify myself for several years before I started working here um, and building with the team. But something we have is we have an ecosystem of apps that you can use to transform your Shopify store into anything you really want to sell. So if you go into the app store in Shopify, you create your store, you're trying to sell courses. There are different apps you can plug in there for courses. You're sell, trying to sell simple templates. We have digital downloads apps of different types. You want to sell tickets, you can do that. One fun fact is you may not know this, but a lot of um, top music artists actually already sell on Shopify. And many of them are using apps to really power their store to cater to the type of commerce they want to do. And creators are really not exempt from that, right? So I, I, I do think digital products to, your, to, to the points we were discussing earlier is, is an easier way for creators to enter commerce, but it's also a very well-supported format of, of commerce that you can also do on Shopify. Yeah, thank, thank you for sharing also some of the examples. I think that what you said uh, can actually open potentially um, more opportunities for people that sometimes uh, think that it's difficult maybe to either create a product, right? Or, uh, you know, that you necessarily have to sell merch. What you said about, you know, like some of the examples, actually what I loved it is that you said, Maybe you are really good in interior design and you can help, right? Other people with maybe a specific like plan, right? Something that is custom for each person. So I think that this example that you said really can tell that everyone, if you have certain knowledge about a topic, you are an expert in something and you have a good audience and actually maybe even a community that follows you for you and your content, you can really monetize your, your knowledge, your how-to, right? Your, your network. So uh, I think that this can help in understanding that, yes, like, you know, you don't have any more or not necessarily just have to go with uh, something that is physical, but really you can schedule the limit. There are so yeah. many like ways, right, to monetize. And, mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, and also, uh, you know, as we said before, own, right? Ownership of your IP. You have more uh, freedom in how to present yourself, getting better margins out of your own products, right? And especially just be yourself, right? You don't have any more, not anymore, but at least, you know, you have just more ownership on, on yourself and you as an internet persona. So uh, th thank you for, for sharing uh, on, on that. You know what's even interesting? A creator was saying this last week and the creator said, when, uh, when someone makes a digital product, they should actually share it with other creators in their own space. So for example, if you're a creator in crafts and you make a knitting pattern, 
you should try to get another creator who does needing to use it to prove that it really works so that you can also reach their own audience. And it really came to mind. It's like creators are very community driven, very collaborative, and they can start doing that even when they're just, you know, small business owners versus if you are a non-creator, regular business owner, I don't think I've ever heard anyone say, sell your product to someone else that could be quote unquote your competitor versus with creators, they think about how can we grow our audience together? How do we feature in each other's video? How do we do a duet? How do we use each other's product so that our audiences can grow together and grow bigger as well? So I thought that was really interesting um, when several creators were actually saying that's how many of them have really kicked off their digital products businesses. I love it. Yes, you're you're totally right. Uh, you know, with the duet, the stitch features, and uh, even just like uh, even on Instagram, where you can uh, you know do a collaboration of posts, uh, you actually using your audience, uh, their other audience, and you know you, you help each other. So I, I like this 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 idea of actually helping each other, right? As content creators, instead of uh, you know being on a war of competition, right? As as many brands uh, actually do. And talking about uh, opportunities, right, for content creators and helping each other. Another big thing that uh, everyone uh, you know is talking about is also uh, creator equity, right? Uh, and opportunities. Um, and uh, of course, like you know, um, sometimes uh, uh, you can see that on social media, not everything is equal, right? And, mm. and even when it comes to opportunities, um, what do you think? Is it like are we in a in a good uh, situation now? Is it bad? Is it getting better uh, when it comes to especially opportunity and monetization? Uh, equity or disparity how how do you feel it nowadays are we getting in a better st state of things are we still uh, far away from uh, from equity ah uh, i while i can't say conclusively i would say from my observation i don't think we are in a place of parity and if you think about creators creators are also they are professionals and if you before we created before the creator you know industry came about the non-creator industry already had severe disparity. So whether it's around gender lines, racial, ethnic lines, nationality, uh, and something that I am concerned about is that the creator space is going to also mirror some of those disparities we've seen in the non-creator workforce. But the difference is creators are very opinionated and vocal. I mean, after all, their primary thing is to, you know, share their content right so they tend to call out once they see you know bs forgive my french and i think um because of that particular trait of theirs they're actually holding a lot of brands to higher standards and knowing that brands are still really the primary way creators are monetizing today one thing i've noticed is you can see that brands are very intentional about making sure they have a diverse set of creators making sure that they are inclusive and also platforms, um, one thing I've been quite impressed by is a lot of the main content platforms, they actually have teams dedicated to different diverse creator groups and trying to make sure that those creator groups either have early access to monetization products or represented in their like monetization schemes, whether it's a ref share or, or ad share um, or, or just like payment model. And while all of this information is not always public, just being in the behind the scenes, I know that there've been a lot of people advocating for making sure we have equality amongst creators. And while we may not get 100% equality, I still think that there's increased sensitivity around creator equity than yeah. there is in you know non-creator workforce spaces. 
something I would say is that like um, monetization disparity is is actually quite tricky um, because with some creators making certain content, the, the rules on platforms are not the same. So you see certain platforms allow you to maybe use some language, certain platforms will demonetize you because you're making this content. And you also have some, con some, some commentary from some creators saying, oh, I got demonetized because I was wearing something and because of the type of my body, someone else did not get demonetized. So you start to see that like there are some edge cases that still even prove that the policies are not equal across platforms and they are not equally also enforced across the creator communities, which sometimes further propagates the disparity. But really to summarize, I would say that like the, the creator space is I think very sensitive to um, inequality issues. And because of that, we are seeing more diversity, but I don't think the job is, um, I don't think the job is done and that we have a 100% equality yet. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. Uh, it, it it will take more time, and yeah, I do agree that uh, everyone can do can do maybe you know a, a bit more, right, step by step. And uh, sometimes, yeah, there is politics. Sometimes it's the, the system. Sometimes there, there is so much right involved. But in your opinion, um, why why is it that important? Uh, apart from, of course, like you know the obvious reason. But uh, is there anything else that uh, do you think uh, uh, people either in the brand side, the agency side, even just creators uh, should think about like really open up the most possible to you know um, inclusivity and, and, and diversity, like you know when it comes to especially rosters of of content creators. Oh, one hundred percent. I think it's uh, there's, there's 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 a reason that we should all care because what makes the content creator space so exciting is that there's so much variety in the type of creativity and you actually are successful content your content is richer when there's diversity in the content so for a lot of platforms content diversity is actually a key thing that you're looking at so before you to reach the next group of users that come to the platform you want to make sure there's content for them right so for example is there a group of users who want to watch car racing but you don't have that car racing content. It doesn't benefit the content platform to just have almost the same homogeneous type of creators, right? You wanna make sure you have different types of creators. And what we actually even see is, if you think about it, is um, content really starts, I would say, in like when you have different types of creators coming together and interpreting maybe like a trend differently. So you can think about some songs there have been songs that have been remixed into different cultures and different content creators have taken their spin off on it. And then that root song has just become even better adopted in different regions of, of, of the world. That would not be possible if you didn't already have representation of different creators on that platform. And then using monetization, whether to incentivize them to continue to create content on that platform or monetization for the creators to be able to fund their creativity not directly from the platform, but by forming their own business. So I, I do think that knowing how much um, creators bring us joy, knowing how much content creators actually keep the light on with those platforms, that's really the way a lot of platforms are going today is the success and the content supply and content diversity that their creators are meant to bring forward. That's um, That even makes it very much so important that creator diversity and equity is, um, is, is is top of mind and is very intentional and it's not just accidental um, for 
the stakeholders in the creator economy space to take seriously. So whether you're a platform or whether you're a brand or whether you're an agency, um, I think it's all a shared responsibility to make sure that creators are well represented and compensated as well. Absolutely. I also like when you said about the uh, remix of content and having different uh, perspectives, mm-hmm. different cultures getting together. You, but that's what actually social media can do. Uh, they can really bring people together and they potentially can actually, you know, get uh, a more of a knowledge and less ignorance right, between people. Because if you see another human being, right, that talks about themselves, uh, actually can help maybe to, to remove certain, like, you know, um, maybe maybe concepts that, uh, that before social media, right? So many people say that social media are bad for certain things, but I do believe actually they, they can be really used as a uh, good way, right, to connect people and, and really remove certain barriers, right? That before it was... Uh, physically impossible maybe to get to certain places and still people cannot uh, sometimes travel but you can still write uh, meet and know more about uh, uh, people so i also think that uh, giving this idea of uh, of really like you know a diversity in the creators pulse it's a good message also for other people that follow right so for followers of this different type of audiences and community to understand that is actually something crucial right that we should do as a, as a society and uh, just to start wrapping up, you know, I wanted also to know, because we discussed about uh, several topics, but uh, I also would like to know from you, apart from what we just you know, mentioned, is there anything that you are either watching or reading that is really exciting you uh, lately that you would like to share with the, with the, with the rest of us? Ah, so I, I, I watch various content. Um, some of my favorite content creators lately have been... Um, there's a creator on several platforms. She does lifestyle content, I believe, from the UK. She's Fat Stimbo. Uh, she's just so funny. Like, anytime I want to just crack up, I would even sometimes go, like, a year deep into her content catalog to, like, see what she did. Uh, I also, like, follow, like, a lot of finance, education, content creators, because there's always something new to learn. Like, there's this new tax maybe code or there's this new way to like invest or there's a recession coming who knows but like Kyla Scalon is another one that I follow and um on TV I have been watching um I've been watching um Abbott Elementary uh that's a that's a comedy series I believe on I forget the name of the platform so those are some of the things I've been watching uh but I, I really enjoy watching content creators and it makes sense that I'm in the space so that's where most of my time is is really spent absolutely no th- thanks for sharing that I, I we will also put you know a couple of links uh, for people so they can easily click and, and go check it out and uh, yeah I mean like uh, you you have to be there right uh, you cannot talk about content creators uh, without you know watching videos uh, and mm-hmm. checking about what they do because the best way is just to be active you know and all the time learning and yeah I also do agree when you say that you can always learn things a lot of people that are not into the space think only about you know um, social media as a silly place where just to share whatever but as you said oh. correctly before you can do personal finance you can learn about uh, seo you can learn about uh, anything right uh, actually there are mm-hmm. experts that talk about that uh, all the single time um and uh, is there also uh, anything like are you reading uh, any any books uh, newsletter website anything that you uh, that yeah. um, i don't like make your day yeah oh i i, I read the, a couple of newsletters one that comes to mind for the creator space is the the information the creator economy newsletter uh, by Kaya Yurif. I oh I I, I read that uh, whenever it's in my inbox and I'm there. Uh, of course, 
they they also tend to follow a couple of people on Twitter. None of them come to mind right now, uh, but on, on Twitter, people can find me on there, but I tend to read more than I, more than I contribute. But I found that Twitter, especially if you can just go on the hashtag, you know, creator economy, creator products, monetization, um, you will find a lot of like, you know, people sharing their thought leadership or just sharing their regular commentary. So that's been pretty cool as well as, as places nice. to get content. Like, lo- love to hear about the information. Uh, Kaya has been one of the guests of the podcast. So, uh, oh, yeah. you know, you see, everything is connected, you know, uh, in this yeah. space that we, we know each other. And so it's, uh, it's nice to, to find another fan of, of the information. It's really a great newsletter. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, um, apart from that, just, you know, like uh, um, any apps uh, or something that uh, a new social media on the horizon or anything that uh, you are spending the majority of your time uh, lately? You know, um, so I'm, I'm, there's new school and there's old school. So new mm-hmm. school, right now, everyone is talking about, you know, Be Real. Um, yeah. With Be Real and even some of the older, now I'm saying older, some of the legacy platforms are creating their own new formats or, or standalone apps like it. So Be Real is something I've been trying to understand. It really changes what, you know, content is like where we've gone from like hyper perfection and making your feed highly curated to be real being like spontaneous just your natural organic self so that's interesting but even more old school i think of um everything comes back to craigslist right every type of platform or network comes back to craigslist so something i've been doing old school is just downloading apps of discussion forums about similar topics So for example, I use the bigger pockets app for connecting with people who share a lot of content around real estate. I also use blind, which is an anonymous network for people sharing content about working in tech. So it's, it's quite interesting actually, because you, you, when, when I think about it is now I'm going to be very niche focused in the type of apps that I'm using, but at the same time, I'm still very interested in the new type of formats that are coming up with platforms like, I mean, with apps like Be Real. Um, and the Craigslist piece, if I can elaborate more on it, but at the end of the day, almost everything was, is in some way was on Craigslist. And now we are just like hyper-focused and hyper, let me say hyper-focused or elaborated on like, you know, different, different listings or categories or sections that would already have been on Craigslist back in the day. This is actually a really interesting point of view. I will, uh, I will look into more also, like, you know, this app <laughs> because mentioned, but you're right. Like, it's a, it's a, and it still works, right? The easy marketplace uh, is not that nice, to, to be honest, like, you know, especially with nowadays uh, formatting and, you know, and web design. But at the end of the day, maybe it's, uh, you know, the, the, it's the functionality and the type of community, right? And audience that you can get together, right? So sometimes maybe you don't need to reinvent the wheel, right? You just have to, mm-hmm. as you correctly said, right? Start from something and, uh, um, and yeah. maybe just like readapt, right? Mm-hmm. In, a, in a way. And last thing, where people can uh, find you uh, either if, if they want to connect with you or if they want to read anything that you might uh, post online. Oh, yeah, you can find me. Um, I would give you my link pop. Uh, I can send it to you to put in, my, in, in, in the show notes. Uh, but you can find me on LinkedIn. You can also find me on Twitter. Um, yeah, those are pretty much public channels. My DMs are always open. And also I'll share my link pop with you. 
Amazing. Inke, thank you so much for joining me today. This was really insightful. I'm pretty sure that people uh, will also find a lot of uh, you know, new ways and also even just to think about you know, content creation, equity, um, you know, inclusivity, creativity. We really you know, like, uh, touched on, on many important aspects of the creator economy. So thank you so much for, for joining me today. Uh, and this was another episode of uh, the Influencer Factor by the Influencer Marketing Factory and see you in the next episode. Thank you so much. It was lovely chatting. Take care.